Justin, I have to talk about this because I um, did something this week and it like, hmm, I guess I'll just tell you what I did. I saw the Mean Girls uh, movie, the 2024 one. Okay, today, okay. Oh, literally great. just now. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and before that, for the very first time, I watched the original Mean Girls. You've never seen Mean Girls before. Never seen it. Oh, wow. Okay. Though I should clarify, when the, mo- when the credits rolled, I looked at Elena and I was like, I knew 90% of all the dialogue that was in this movie. (laughs) Like, totally, like, 100% knew every single word of this movie just from being alive and and listening to to people talk about it. But I I think I can speak pretty definitively about the quality of both because I have no nostalgia. Do you know what I mean? You've just seen them both? I've seen them both. Mean Girls, I see why it's an all-time classic. Right. It's good. Good film. Although it does not hold up well in all regards, a lot I of sexist think, comments. A lot of a lot that's of. That's the point, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I think that's part of the point. There's there's some homophobia stuff in there. Oh, like, okay, yeah, okay, got it, got it. And and like, but like, some of that is also the point. But like, like, what I'm trying to say is like, it doesn't hold up in all regards. But I like, I still think it's an all time classic. I would say, I would say, like, I think kids today would still fuck with this movie. Okay, okay, but the musical I, version that I just saw was embarrassing oh <laughs> it was no. really bad it was quite quite bad um and like my mind has been so fixated on remakes for the past like two months because i've been making all these videos about remakes for work right, right, literally yeah. today i didn't i like didn't think about this like i've been doing this like series where i like compare like a game that is like current with like the like the old version of it. So I did like the Resident Evil 4 one, did the Spider-Man one. And then I had just done a video on the last of us remastered or part two remastered. And then the video I did this week was about like, why are we getting all these remaster or remakes now of all times? And then I'm like, I'm literally going to the movies to go to do watch, my job. Like yeah. a real remake. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, was one of the reasons that you said they're making all these remakes now so you can keep making the videos. <laughs> yeah, it was so that I can keep being employed. Yeah, they're really the um, reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, like, like I imagine you've seen the original Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the musical, like the stage musical? That seems like something you might have seen. I have seen the stage musical. I have not seen the stage musical movie. Got it, okay. And like, to... And- Yes, go on. So I saw it at a high school, um, and it was like a high school that puts a lot of money into their musicals. Not okay. like our, okay. not like our old high school. We don't you know, much of a budget, like a stick and like a couple like you know glue things that we put together for our set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't, we didn't have that. We had it was like a massive budget. They had the video wall in the background that was the oh same gosh. video wall that they use for the Broadway show. Like costumes were like spot on. And mm. my number one thing was I was like I feel icky that high schoolers are saying this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, so I think what you just said sort of speaks to the big problem that I had with the, the movie that I just watched, the musical version of the movie, which by the way, Elena saw it with me and she was like, just so you know, she's like, this is not in a musical adaptation of the movie. She goes, this is a movie adaptation, adaptation of, the musical, of the musical which is an adaptation of the movie, of the movie. which itself is an adaptation of a book but wait 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 did naughty dog produce this because it certainly sounds <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah a thousand but the movie like like so the big thing about this movie is that 
conceptually, it is about how awful kids are to each other, specifically yeah. how awful t- uh, girls are, are like taught to be awful to each other. Right. But the problem was, and, and like, like you spoke to saying like, it felt like weird to have like kids say it, this stuff. Right. And I do understand that, but like, the problem with the new movie is that they don't do that stuff for the most part. Like it's pretty sanitized and like none of the bad characters are like all that bad or like no one does anything that's like totally like horrific for the most part. Um, And so like the problem is though that like I imagine that kids will not give a shit about this movie because it won't speak to them because it's Mm. not how kids actually talk. You know what Mm. I mean? Because kids do say awful stuff. Kids do say like horrible like things or, or, or whatever. Um, like high schoolers specifically right like Mm. and so that's what i think the original movie really captures really well is like oh like this is how kids behave they're caricatures it's it's over the top but it is like at the end of the day there is something that like speaks to children which is why i think it's an all-time classic and why i imagine kids still talk about it today i know that online people still talk about it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but it's one of those things where like to me watching this the musical movie version was like this has grossly misunderstood the the core ideas of the movie. You know what I'm saying? So it, is the just the general concept conceit execution the reason you didn't like it or is there other reasons why? Um yeah, like, on on a lot of levels. And like like I I feel bad talking about like poorly about like young actors. I mean, I guess like they're probably my age, but it still feels like <laughs> they're young, you know what I mean? Um yeah, they're like 34. Okay, maybe for sure. Like at that, because you know that's how old high school, high schoolers are in movies and stuff like that. But like, eh, I thought the, perf- the 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 girl who played the the main girl was not very good. She's um Betty Brant in the Spider Man movies. Oh, great. she's like the blonde girl. She she like she was miscast and and um it, the movie was the, I, to me the movie did not go far enough into anything. It was it was just way too, it played it way too straight. Um, all the characters were like they tried to like ground them in reality. Um, instead of making them caricatures, which I think is an interesting way to go, but they didn't like let any of the characters like be real people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It just it just it didn't commit to us any any way and tried to be, in my opinion, the least offensive as possible. But because it didn't choose a side, it's like completely forgettable and uninteresting. It was hurting me right now. I'm just looking at the age of these these actresses and actors. Yeah, they were they were all born like oh, in Elena 2000. Oh, about this. Yes, in like all 2001, born past 2000. Yeah. But like the problem is like you're born in like 2000. That means you're 23 years old, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Am I, am I old? Um, you're getting, you're, you're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a line here. I mean, one of these people has to be born in the nineties, right? I don't think Elena was telling me that all of the, the whole cast was, was I think past 2000. Oh, thank God. Oh my God. Um, Tina Fey was Jaquel Spivy. The, the guy who played, uh, who, I'm assuming he's playing, let's see here, uh, Damien. Damien. Oh, okay. He's, okay, one of the friends. 98. He's 98. He's a 98 boy, so thank you. Which, by the way, uh, him and the girl who plays the other friend, his friend, like the she's like got the black hair and all this, um, were the only good part about the movie. They like they oh, ate yeah. it up every scene. They were very, very good. Right, um, and right, their, their voices were, were pretty excellent, too. But um, yeah, man, like, I don't know. I, I, like, I've been just obsessed with like this idea of like remakes and like why people remake things and like like the inherent like problems that come with remakes because like every time you revisit something like you have the chance like anytime a creator revisits something or someone new comes they have the chance to misunderstand what made the original thing good you know what i mean they also have the chance to enhance it 
but I found that more often than not that they um, don't get like, oh, this was good because of this. So let's like amp that up. And, and I think there's there's a little difference between like a video game versus a like movie because yeah. like with movies like obviously like some of the technology can get better with it to like make it look physically newer, but like but it doesn't change all that much. It's the same right, thing, right? right yeah. yeah, but like in a video game, you have the opportunity to remake something in a way that positively improves it, or there's a significant reason updates to remake it, it. updates yeah. it in some way or another. Um, Resident Evil 4, good or bad, worse or better, whatever it is, it's still there. It's a different enough game that I can understand why it was made. Yes, agreed. Say, but, and, and like, like I was explaining to my mom about remakes and stuff, like, because um, it's consumed my entire life. Um, I was explaining to her, like, Resident <laughs> Evil 2 and how it's like that original game, like, was good then and it's probably still decent now, but like, it just, like, it, it feels dated. And like, the way they updated it now, it's like with the third person camera and, and the, just it, all that, it just makes it um, a little bit more approachable. Um, so that was the review of Mean Girls, the musical, the movie, the book. How many Stage pieces play. of popcorn would you give it? Um, out of 10, two. Well, how, when do you have 10 pieces of popcorn, Peter? Um, so I, the really big pieces of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> They're really, really the size of an just apple. Each massive. of them is just the size of an oh apple. Oh my God, Would that's that be a good lot. or bad? The, an apple size, 10 pieces of apple-sized popcorn? Yeah, I can put that away. Pack it up. It's mostly air. Um... <laughs> It's <laughs> in box. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 180 Ooh. justin 180 whoa every 10 we do i'm like wow that's a lot well, that's a well, that's we, a significant number we should do something for 200 um we should we, we should, should use the company card to get like a yacht or something for the Ooh, day. i love that how about we record from a chili's <laughs> that's way more attainable than <laughs> i think we could do, yeah, that. do that it's so yeah. easy yeah, yeah that's actually very card. easy let's do a chili's in, and just in really 20 like weeks one two Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It will be June second. Super attainable for us to eat to record it at Chili's. I'm I'm free. We get like let's do it. Record it at Chili's. I think that would be very fucking funny. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I think we should do that. Uh, my name is Peter Arsvidek. Joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Magovich. Justin, you doing well? I know you're deep in, in the trenches of speech. Um, yeah, are, I'm, are you I'm, doing good? I'm pretty deep in it. I got a question for you. Um, I, I have a lot of a lot of regrets. So I haven't played a lot of video games um, this week, but I sure, did sure. make a video game purchase. And I purchased the oh, Xenoblade Chronicles nice, 3 nice. Amiibo. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. You know how much you know how much money this was for both um we got uh Noah and Mia Nara uh does she have her long hair or is it the, the the kind of the bob it's the bob right it's the bob right yeah yeah um it got to be what 30 bucks $45 $45 is that right and i got to be honest with you i'm not quite feeling it you know what i mean uh, do they not look good or is it just like just Hey, $45 for yeah, these things expensive. that I'm going to lose. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I'll tell you this, dude. I uh, rushed out to get the Metroid Dread Amiibos because I really yeah. liked that game. Yeah. And, like, I know how, like, Amiibo hunting goes. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. You never know. You never know. And then now they're literally everywhere, never have been out of stock, and are $5. Right. So, right. like, with, with that situation, it was like, oh, up on Amazon. I'm like, I guess I'm buying it right now. Yeah. Um, so I have them. To be honest, like, I would rather have the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 um oh. the, the pirate and mithra pirate ones Mithra's. yeah because like to me that game is a more special game to me than xenoblade chronicles 3 even though quite arguably xenoblade chronicles 3 is a better game i don't know um but um i do feel like looking at these characters i do feel like i'm in an episode of attack on titan right now by looking at sure, them sure. and i feel like i would have even more attack on titan vibes if i were to replay that game again because literally two sides and and sort of mysterious giant creatures and things like that like i feel right at home playing that game again speaking of we're gonna be recording a bonus episode for our deluxe patron patreon producers um janel gks josh durham and dave parker um exclusively explicitly about um attack on titan now that Justin has finished it, you're gonna need to give me a refresher because it's been a minute. Oh yeah, I, I got I have a refresher of all the lore videos, um, and but we've recorded like a little bit over a week ago since then. Yeah. I was believe I was on like the beginning of season three, and now I've finished it within a week. Yeah, I think you texted me maybe on that Tuesday, and you were like, "I have some thoughts about the choices that are being made here." And I was like, "Yeah, I bet you are. you do." Um, but so we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that on our Patreon uh, feed. If you're interested in joining our deluxe podcast producers, you can join their ranks by heading on over to Patreon.com/slash HitboxPod and become a three dollar deluxe podcast producer for our deluxe podcast feed. We've hit, I think, over uh, how many episodes did we get? It, it, it was it, a, a fair amount. Uh, is what I'm trying to say. We're close to 90, I would assume, right? I, I was going to say over 90, but then like I have this uh. seed of doubt in me. So I'm logging into the... You, you got to trust yourself, you know, with these kind of things. Like, I think over 90, you probably were like, whoa, we're over 90. Yeah. You know? But if it was um, like under 90, you'd be like, oh, we're not quite... Under 90, it's 87 currently. Oh, okay, so, well. So the, the Attack on Titan episode will be 88. What I'm trying okay. to say is we got a fuck right. ton of those. So if you're interested, $3 a month, listen to all of them. Um, report back to me. If not, you can become a $1 podcast producer or you can join our Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod um, or rate us in your podcast player of choice. Really, whatever you're, you're feeling, that, that would do us well. Uh, Justin, can I give you a preview of what's coming up in the news? Is that okay? Yeah, uh, I, you know what? Um, let me ask the, the judge and the jury here. Um, yep. they, they said, yep, yep, judges say fine. Oh, yeah, it's just the single thumbs up like Chuck Norris at the end of... Um, <laughs> That's how I imagine in Jeopardy ball. when they ask the judges, like, judges? And it's just one person, yeah. In Jeopardy? Who are the judges in Jeopardy? Like, if they ask a question, it's kind of like on the like on the, on the the fence. They, like, ask the judges. Trebek would oh, go... Oh, okay, yes, yes, judges? Yes, 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 yes. Judges say yes, and then they would yes, do it. Yes, yeah. so you're right, you're right. I'm, I was like... We're watching different shows, man. <laughs> you know, it's Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I don't... Yeah. Um, Xbox plans on updating people on its business decisions later this week. Disney invests heavily into Fortnite, and a lot of video games have come out this week. We're going to talk about all of those things and more. Um, I was going to say before we do, I was going to tell people about our Patreon, but I kind of like, believe it or not, feeling a little loosey-goosey today, and I already did all that. Woo. So, Justin, take my hand. Let's go to the Metacritic Roundup. Let's go. Metacritic Roundup. 
you let go first, Justin. I'm not gonna let go first. Oh, you were really yeah. gripping there. Yeah, sorry, I'm really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we at? One, two, three, four games in the Metacritic Roundup with a bonus fifth game to discuss. Uh, the first bonus thing. game. Ah. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> it's skull and bones. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, first thing here is Banishers of Eden. Um, is was there a movie called Banshees of Eden? Um, that Colin Firth and the guy who was in uh, Barry Culligan. Uh, the fact that you knew Colin Firth was in it, I'm going to uh, trust you on this one. Uh, Banshees of Insurin. Uh, Inisherin. Oh. Um, yeah. Bans- Banishers. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, you wrote it down as Banishers of Eden. Um, and it's called Banishers, colon, Ghosts of New Eden. Oh, my, you know, I'm sorry. I, that, that's my bad. That's my bad. I just was shortening down a really long, obnoxious title to something that was more palatable. It is long. Um, this game finally came out. It, it was delayed a, a few times, I think. Um, I'm not super familiar with this game, believe it or not. I don't oh. know its title. Um, I feel like I like this logo is, is like ringing some bells for me, but like, I truly don't know much about this game. Justin on Metacritic on PS five, it scored a 78 on PC, a 79 and Xbox series X and 81. So some decent scores here. Um, but Justin, what can you tell me about this game? Well, I'm going to first and foremost tell you, this is a don't nod game. Oh, that's why I know this. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, this is the life Different is strange style. people. A little different, a bit of a different style, like art yeah. style, I mean. Yeah, and the gameplay style is a bit different, too. Um, so uh, let me go with a little bit of what I know from this game. I don't know too, too many of the specifics, but basically it is still a choice-based game. Um, sure. But it does have significantly more action-based elements to it. Um, basically, you are playing um, these banishers, and your job is to banish spirits to the to the to the next realm, bad spirits and ghosts. Um, and you basically fuck with the wrong spirit, and it kills you. And then you have to try to get your life force back so you can bring yourself back to life. And you, throughout this game, are meeting other ghosts that you have to make a choice whether or not you want to banish them. Um, to sure. save them um, or do something else with them. But, but basically, whenever you get to these side quests, there's some like narrative with a ghost that you have to make a decision about what to do with them. Like there's the good option, the bad option, um, or the whatever, like the middle middling option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so whenever you're going through this world, um, you are running into these side quests. So it is much more of an action-y game with some fighting, but also a lot of side quests, plus a lot of the story stuff. And you're basically choosing... Um, based on how these people died or these ghosts died, what it is that you should be doing with their souls. Should you be saving them or banishing them to the next realm? Okay, that sounds kind of interesting. And scores like this seem seem pretty in line with a lot of the other Don't Nod stuff. Um, does, this, does this catch your interest at all? I think so, because I think one of the things that truly and honestly like makes me not want to play the games like Life is Strange um, more than just kind of like watching if my wife will be playing it or something like that is I think just the actual like moment to moment gameplay is a little slow for me. Um, yeah. uh, I am really like taken back by going back a few years back. I went to play walking dead again. Um, I know that's not a don't nod date game, but like when that game Similar came out, style. it was like awesome, right? Like that was the best yeah. game ever. But like, I remember it being slow at parts. And then on a second playthrough, I'm like, Oh, this is really slow. 
do I really need to decide who eats this sandwich? Does it really fucking matter? Can I just yeah. get to the next plot point? Um, so I think this might resolve some of those issues that if there is more of a progression system to it, um, that gets you to actually like want to do these side quests other than just like running into things. Plus it looks like, uh, you know, it's a story-based game, um, with that I think would be interesting to make some moral choices. What is the right or wrong choice? Sure. Um, so I don't know. I am uh, interested with it, and I am actually pretty impressed with with these scores overall um, from what I was initially thinking and hearing about this game. So um, the fact that we, we're, we're chilling here at almost an 80, um, I think, is a pretty positive thing for me. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I can totally hear that. Uh, my problem is I, I don't really like their writing style. Uh, I imagine it's probably different than when they're trying to like capture the lives of teens. I imagine that the, the banishers in Ghosts of New Eden probably are not saying hella all the time. But um, what if? But what if, if they are? Then actually, I might be kind of interested into that sort of dichotomy. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, uh, probably going to be a skip for me. But that's also because I'm I'm pretty deep into other stuff and. I mean, I'm hoping to finish some of those things before Final Fantasy comes out, because I would like to play that, but I probably will not be able to jump into that right at launch. Um, but so, unfortunately, I think Banisher's Ghost of New Eden is is going to be uh, skipped by me. But it's going to be a no. It, it's going to be a no for you. I see. If you end yes, up playing yes. it and saying that it changed your life, I'll play it. You know what I mean? Like, let I'll, me tell I'll, you something, Peter. Yeah. It won't. Okay. Well, then, then unfortunately, Banshees of what is it? Banishers new ghosts. Of, <laughs> sorry, Banishers colon ghosts of New Eden. Um, I, I'm going to skip. Just call it Ghosts of New Eden. I think that's much yeah. more. No, more but this is title. this is part of the the Banishers series. Banishers series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Uh, next yeah. game in the Metacritic roundup here is Ultros. Ultros. Ultra, um, this is a sort of a trippy Metroidvania um, that has some like gardening elements to it which is kind of oh. interesting um it's very like nature based um it's odd this is this is a very um odd game y you are like in something called like you, like you're exploring this thing i think it's called like the cosmic uterus or something like that it's <laughs> no. very weird is it really no a that's, thousand percent you are that's um, on the, that's a little bit on the on the nose there let me see here um let's see the euro gamer review we'll probably mention the uterine gamer Yep. Okay. Ultros casts you as a sort of prog space explorer who's crash landed on a giant cosmic uterus called the sarcophagus. Um, this game is, is pretty cool. I, I worked on some some preview content for this um, in fall, the fall of last year. Um, I Everything I have seen about this from people who like Metroidvania say, hey, this seems to be pretty solid um, on Metacritic. It has scored a 77 on ps5 and 82 on pc and it is unscored on ps4 um looks like it's not coming to xbox consoles as of yet hey um, got him got him fanboys they got him <laughs> i i'm so excited when xbox finally unveils their plans and they're like this has all been a bid for ultros yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is the only thing they're like we're actually just the getting ultros it's our only this, announcement for it, today yeah. everyone thank you thank you <laughs> Um, this is a jump, jump, dash sort of Metroidvania. Um, does this do anything for you? Um, I, I am more into a jump, jump, dash in a 3D space. However, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I think I think it'd be kind of hard for me to get past the whole uterus thing. Plus, he's wearing, like, Jordans. Uh, it, 
to me, the Jordans are a plus. The uterus is a not a no, but it is. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna make a note of that. Uh, Peter, yes. If you have Jordans on and you're wearing them yep. in a uterus, you are yep. not a good Jordan wearer. Um, hey man, sometimes you you dance with who brought you. You know what I mean. You work with what you got. Walk a mile and um, walk a mile in, in my Jordans. Walk a mile in their uterus. Right? Is that yeah. the? That's a phrase, yeah. right? For me, for me personally, yes. I don't know if this game's vibe and style catches me off guard. I think it looks pretty. I just don't see me necessarily wanting to engage with this game. Yep, I, I agree. I'm not really a Metroidvania kind of guy, so like this is a, a skip for me, but I'm happy for people who um, are playing it while they wait for Hollow Knight to be announced. I'm waiting for Hollow Knight to be announced because <laughs> it's on my fantasy team. But no one um, counterpicked it because we were afraid. Because if not now, then when, Justin? Um, <laughs> maybe not now, Maybe this when. is like a situation where Ultros is actually Hollow Knight, but you have to like oh, beat it. but you didn't know? It's like yeah. Frog Fractions. Yeah, it's Frog Fractions too right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, next game here is Helldivers 2 on the PlayStation 5. It scored an 82 on the PC. It scored a 77. Um, this is a third person. It's kind of like a horde based tactical shooter, right? Like mm-hmm. um, this thing, I'll be honest with you. I had no interest in this uh, with with the um, sort of like trailers that, that went live uh, with the most recent state of play. And then I think they were, this was like in one of the recent PlayStation showcases or something like that. No interest. And then comes out and I'm hearing all sorts of glowing reviews from this thing. And this looks like the kind of multiplayer shooter that my friends could get into. Um, so I think we might actually pick this up. Hell uh, yeah. Justin, Hell yeah. What, what do you think about this? Have you any interest? So I played Helldivers one and it's a very different type of game. It's more sure. of a, uh, like isometric type of game that you're playing. Um, Got it. It's not necessarily a traditional shooter. It's kind of like a, I think it was like a twin stick shooter, if I believe. Um, and I did have a lot of fond memories playing that initial game when it came out. I think it came out on PS Plus to start with. Um, played it a lot um, with uh, 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 my buddy. Um, a lot of couch co-op with it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I could see myself getting into that game again if it came out as that. However, from the beginning, this game kind of surprised me with how... I don't want to seem like negative about isometric games, but like this seemed pretty modern and pretty like clean looking to me when it first came out. Like I was a little surprised. Helldivers 2 or the original? Helldivers 2. It, it looks because from what, from what I've heard from anyone who played the original, it's like this is a totally different game. Oh, yeah. This but is like a, it, it's this like is a shooter. Also very good. Yeah, like, this is a shooter shooter. Um, and I always think that if I'm looking to play a game, actually like pointing a reticle at something is more fun than just like pointing in a direction and shooting. Agreed. Um, it, it just, you're engaged a little bit more. It feels like you have a little bit more control and agency over what you're doing. Um, and just from what I'm, I'm seeing, you have, I think a couple of different factions that you're playing against. I think um, there are these robot ones I'm looking at now, but I think there's also like more like buggy kind of creatures that you're playing. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think there is potential for a lot here. And I think the fact that it is heating up the way it is, the way it is so popular currently, um, the the way this kind of made Pal World, um, the conversation is now on Hell World, Hell World, <laughs> uh, Hell Divers, it yeah. seems. Yeah. Um, in terms of being the hot new thing that came out, the, granted, Pal World was still doing pretty well. Don't don't yes. you dare think I, I am I am ignorant to that fact. Um, but yeah, this is the new hot business. Um, and I think... Part of the reason it's so popular is because it came out on PC. What's that? Like it what came out on PC too. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The fact that it is, it, it's got the the PS5 and PC launch. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a great thing. Yeah. And um, uh, as as you know, people clamor about games being exclusive. I think people should be clamoring about people playing games because if people play yeah. games, I've said I've said this from the beginning. I don't care where people play games. If people play a game you like anywhere, that means you're more likely going to have a game that you like be made again or yeah. supported and updated. So um, I think that's cool. And I think it's a good strategy, too, for um, Sony to continue releasing things on PC, maybe even doing it day and date like this. Because Okay, so this is published by Sony. This is not made by a first-party Sony studio, is it? I don't believe it is. Um, but Helldivers 1, I believe, was um, like an exclusive to Sony. Um, and this is probably something that Sony published, but they're also releasing multiple places as well to get more people playing it. Yeah, okay. So it is uh, made by Arrowhead Game Studios, um, not owned by PlayStation or Sony. But this, yeah. yes, this was published by yeah, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yeah, that's the thing. It's It's like... I feel like when, when Sony does this, they're, they're kind of not testing the waters, but like, I feel like when they publish something, it's usually sort of a sign that something that they're going to pick something up later. Cause it wasn't like Returnal published by them. And then two months later it was, it was, uh, uh that studio is acquired. Same with like, um, the Uncharted remasters and the, uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake, like all those stuff was made, published by Sony and then blue point was purchased and yeah yeah i mean i think that seems like the the smart thing sony pours money into a company and then that that company has success and then sony's like we're gonna keep on this i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think it's a good strategy no. and i think if we keep getting good games that people play hey hell yeah hell divers yeah. yeah and yeah okay they they published hell divers one as well um so yeah so there you go next is this game is this coming to game pass do you think this is coming to game pass soon uh, yeah, so what they're going to be announcing uh, this week is that Ultros and Helldivers 2 are going to be exclusively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last official game in the Metacritic Roundup is Foam Stars. This is the Square Enix Splatoon game. Um, this is on PS5, scored at 58, and is unscored on PS4. Sort of a mixed bag here. Um, this is free, I will say, on... Um, on PS Plus, I I meant to check it out. I have not yet. Um, I don't know about all this. Uh, I, I'm not a huge Splatoon fan in general, and so like uh, I think Geo from Digital Trends tweeted something like Foam Stars boldly asks, "What if Splatoon was a lot worse?" Um, <laughs> and so like that's not a huge you know hook for me. Um, I don't know. It, it basically here's here's a, a pull quote that i kind of like from game reactor uk gave it a 50 despite foam stars looking like an amateur project from fortnite creative mode i still had a bunch of fun um matches with good friends so there's fun to be had but it's just not maybe totally there yet uh what do you think of this um i think this reminds me of uh chicago's number one non-alcoholic dance environment zero gravity and how they used to have oh, sure. uh, foam parties foam parties there. I remember them um, well. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, uh, Zero Gravity, ladies and gentlemen, is now a retirement community, um, which is probably the most ironic replacement of Zero Gravity. Uh, but 
in all seriousness about the actual game, not about Zero it's Gravity It's because, by the way, all the teens that remember the foam parties at Zero Gravity are old enough to retire now. Uh, that would make sense. I thought you were going to make something, uh, some joke about how um, all the teens who were at the foam party woke up and realized when they turned 21 how inappropriate that all was for them. Yeah, they're like, why was I here with a bunch of adults? Hold on. Yeah, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> anyway, foam stars. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I need another Splatoon. Uh, I think Splatoon is its own thing to a point um, that uh, really had a community built up around it. And I think it still what does. always, it still does. And I think what really makes or break that game is the community that I could still be playing that game like tonight and I would have a group of people who would be playing it. Is this game going to have that kind of leg, those legs? I don't know. Um, to me, it's just another game to try. It's yep. fine. It's and out I, there. And you can because it's on PS Plus, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't even have, like, a visual style that's as interesting as Splatoon is. It's just, th- this game is like, what if we try to be stylistic and cool? And I'm like, yeah. but you're covering everything with foam i don't know what's going on here i, um, I liked what that review said though but it seems like an am like looks like an amateur Fortnite project yeah yeah, you know yeah what i mean yeah um, um, i'll say this too like it, do you remember when when everyone was like losing their fucking shit over like the accusations of ai art being or generative ai being used to in pal world um and then that just like turned out to not be true but hey guys um foam stars uses ai art <laughs> Like, where's the rage? Where's the, you know what I mean? Like, like oh, is it just because this looks like shit? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah th- that's just something that, that like, uh, I've th- sort of thought is kind of weird. And obviously, like, of course, there's always a double standard online because people are only ever going to shout about the stuff that they specifically care about and think is potentially interesting. But um, yeah, I imagine, like, you can't make all of this stuff with AI. But, like, I, I think, like, why are people not mad about this? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I know it's it's a double standard to, to... It's because of the double standard of the internet. But, like, just... Guys, be mad. If you want to be mad about something, here's here's one. Here's right. Guys, foam but, stars. But here's the thing. No one cares about this game. I guess that's the thing, right? Like, right, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not infringing, potentially, on Pokemon's copyright. So, like no one gives a shit <laughs> right right which is just kind of like again that it's that double standard of it that you know we don't necessarily care for this but the more that this stuff starts happening the more it's going to become standard and wait wait until yeah. the you know last of us factions uh part two the remake re- remaster um it's all ai it's all ai that's all it is because that, that'll be possible 100 percent. i don't want to i don't want to pretend like it is I can't. I can't. Justin, I can't. You can't do it to yourself. You can't do it. That's fine. Not tomorrow. Um, I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Tomorrow, tomorrow call me and we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, Last game of the Metacritic Roundup Skull and Bones Hmm. allegedly is coming Hmm. out on Friday. I still don't believe it. Nope. Um, There there are no reviews for this yet. Uh, Initially, when we were planning the episode, uh, uh, I was kind of like, that's not a good sign, huh? And then I did some digging, I did some research. Because what am I, Justin? I'm good at my fucking job. You're, you're, you're a good a re- journalist. You're a real journalist. Yep, I googled Assassin's Creed Mirage release date, and then I googled Assassin's Creed Mirage reviews. Embargo went up the day before, and I was like, "Is that typical for Ubisoft? Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. it, at least okay. it is as of late. Um, so I would imagine that the 
the embargo, if <laughs> Skull and Bones is a video game that is coming out on Friday, will be on Thursday. Um, Justin, you pulled some of these these uh, beta review in progresses. Yeah, so uh, or like imp- impressions. Yeah, what did you find here? So the first one I read was the uh, IGN one, and they just have some impressions on the open beta. Uh, and basically, uh, this was written by um, Travis Northup, and they are a little concerned uh, about what's going to happen afterwards, like after the end game activities. Let me actually just read the little conclusion here. Though I went pretty hard during this latest beta and even got a sneak peek of the endgame activities last month, I still have plenty of questions about what else Skull and Bones has in store beyond what I played this past weekend. I still don't know if there are any dedicated PvP options or other activities beyond the single legendary heist public event in the beta, which sends you to take down an NPC ship, then fight over the loot with anyone else in the area. And I still have no idea how the planned microtransactions and season model fit into things, since they've not been present in any version of Skull and Bones I've seen so far. But I've really enjoyed what I played, and since progress in this beta carries over to launch, I'm looking forward to setting sail right when uh, where I left off, becoming a proper pirate legend later this week. To me, I read that and I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad, right? Sounds all right. Then I go to PC Gamer and their title for their uh, review in progress. So far, the Skull and Bones beta has just made me want to play Sea of Thieves again. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the thing. Everything that I've seen of Skull and Bones, which hasn't been a ton, mind you, but like what I have seen of it looks just like Sea of Thieves with a lot of like unnecessary Ubisoft shit on it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like just the clutter of those games. Um, and, and the fact that like nothing in those, nothing in a Ubisoft game, in my opinion, feels good anymore. Yeah. Like, it all feels floaty and bad and awful. Um, but Sea of Thieves doesn't feel like that. Sea of Thieves is great. Yeah. Um, Kotaku so says, I, I be, yeah, go ahead. Kotaku says it's meh, matey. It's pretty good. Um, game fact says skull and bones is really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did I write that? <laughs> what, what do they have to say about it? What was it Game Facts you said or Game yeah, who? Game Facts. It's just really, really bad. So, uh, so I guess I guess that's that's what we need to know. What do you, what is your prediction for this game? I think Above it's seventy low, below seventy. Below seventy. I mean, if Foam Stars is a fifty, this game is is got to be like at, you know a fifty to sixty. I'm gonna say it's going to be a sixty-seven. Yeah. Um, I really do think this is to the point where we got to just release this game. It's going to be yeah. what it is. We're going to yeah. release it. What we have. No point in wasting any more time. But the problem is this is a freaking live service game. I didn't know that. Did you? Not really. I assumed that it wasn't. Like, I assumed that it was going to have like the the live service elements that all Ubisoft games kind of have. Like the like Assassin's Creed has like a season pass and like there's like costumes you can buy and whatever. But like that stuff is largely like in a like inoffensive in those games i think because yeah like you'll just have to like scroll past the menu when you start the game up for the first time every time but like it's not terrible but yeah i had no idea this was like an actual it's gonna be that much of it so um yeah i I just don't see i don't see a reason for this to exist anymore um i'm sorry to say the people who worked on it i'm so happy that you finally get to sleep um you hope so right let me tell you if, if the, the servers, launch is good, if the if the launch uh, if it crashes on day one, um, I I think they're just gonna be like, yep, yeah, pull the plug. <laughs> it's just like a real the day before situation. We're just like, fuck this, we're yeah, done. We're, we're, again, I'm not even try. I'm not even try. Yeah, yeah. 
Justin, uh, can I just tell you a little bit about a, a game called Persona 3? Okay. You just go, don't tell me too much, but a okay. little bit. I've been playing Persona 3. Okay. Sound, okay. The, the original. Well, well, not the, I guess it's tough to say what the original Persona 3 is. I've been okay. playing Persona 3 Portable. Okay. The, the most, most recent, update, the most recent original. Persona 3. Persona 3. Okay. I've played about four hours of it. And? I see why a remake was perhaps necessary. Not necessary. <laughs> like, like, what is necessary? What is, what is anything necessary? But, like, I get why. Um, you know how you're spoiled by new games sometimes? And when you go back to an old game, you're like, whoa, yeah, fuck. Yeah, old, old games um, are old, you know? Uh, this is before, this is like, I had never played Persona 3 before. Uh, basically, my history with with the persona series as a little refresher if you have not been listening super intently over the past three years it's been i played persona 5 i loved it played persona 5 royal loved it played all the spinoffs for persona 5 loved them even the dancing one thought that was pretty good um didn't play a lot of it though uh tried persona 4 golden played about 40 hours of it and said i just can't do this anymore i just don't like it that much persona 3 reload comes out i'm a big fan of it persona 3 portable is an old fucking game. Oh. It's before, like, Persona... Like, it's before you, like, control the character, dude. You don't control a character. You just look at, like, the map, and you select characters you want to talk to. You select activities you want to do. And it's like, a, it's, like, it's like a lot more visual novel than, um, than, than the newer games in the series because you're not like literally running around you have a cursor on the map and you it's like just a still image and you click on a, like a 3d model of a guy just standing there doing whatever and was, you talk to him yeah, that, was, that? that was semi-similar to persona 4 if i'm correct no and not not golden at the very least oh okay um because in, in persona 4 golden you're running around you're you're talking but, to different people maybe the original but no no but it's still linear though right but you're still moving around i think right uh um, what do you mean like, it's still, like, a like there's not many places to go. Like, when you go to the city, it's, like, kind of, like, pulled back a little bit. Or... Oh, yeah, in, in Persona 4? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot less to do than in something like Persona yeah, 5, where you can just go, like, it's anywhere. it's still more than this. Way more. Oh, way wow. more. And, and Persona 3 Reload is, in my opinion, a pretty solid remake of those spaces. Because it's, like, I know exactly where everything is in the original Persona 3, because I'm playing the Reload, right? And the layout's all the same and, and stuff like that. But it is like, it was surprising to me because I just assumed that you'd be like running around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. would just looked like like everyone was like really blocky, like Lego characters or whatever. But like, I'd assume that you'd just be running around and you're not. The only time that you have control over the character is when you're in Tartarus, which is like the, the place where you do the combat. Um, I just have a question. I'm watching uh, some yeah, gameplay of the original. Looks kind of silly. Except, why does why does the character shoot himself in the face? Oh, you, you don't know this? No, <laughs> dude. <laughs> every single time they summon their personas, all of them fucking shoot themselves in the head. <laughs> Ooh, uh, it's so sick! It's so what? fucking cool. Why? Because it's cool. No reason. Oh, okay. No answer. At least as of yet in my in my playthrough. Okay. Because um, like, okay, in in I don't remember what they do in Persona Four. But like, like to summon the personas in Persona Five, they like have the masks that they wear and they rip them off. Okay, and so yeah. like they have to like like so like they're like there's like an act like there's like a a practice that you have to do in order to summon your personas in the series. 
I don't remember what it is in Persona 4. And like they're but going in, at it. In Persona 3, yeah, it's like it's like it's fucked up. It's awesome. Um huh. It's good, man. All right. But I'll uh, say this, I really like I am enjoying the story of Persona 3 better than the story of Persona 4. Okay, um, that makes sense. It's it's less like uh it's less concrete and by that I mean like in Persona 4 and 5, it's like plot beats, plot beat, plot beat, plot beat. And Persona 3 has that to an extent, but it's a lot less like in your face about like what's going on. And there's a lot more like sort of mystery going on. Um, but yeah, I, I am liking Persona 3 Reload quite a bit. Um, I have really, really dug into it and really started enjoying it. And having started playing Persona 3 Portable, um, I can appreciate it. And I do like it. And I think it's interesting, an interesting exercise to like play that game and like think about it in the context of um, this new game. I wonder why I'm doing that. I wonder um, why I, I would be I, doing I, that. I would assume it is because you just love playing remakes. It's because I'm just obsessed with remakes. For no work, reason. What? work said, we'll give you $12 to pay for the game. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I have a, I went back to game facts and I have a, a response to why they shoot themselves. Would you like to hear it? I would love to know. It's it says, called an evoker, by the way. That's their guns. What did you say? Uh, their guns are called evokers. Evokers. Yes. I thought, I thought you said an invoker and I was like, just like, it just means nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> they aren't actually guns. They're more like magic wands. The way the game explains it, in order for the C's members to summon their persona, they need to undergo severe mental trauma. What's more traumatizing than putting a gun, whether real or fake, to your head and pulling the trigger? All right, so um, at the beginning of the game, one of the characters, this girl, her name is Yukari, um, she has a hard time doing it because uh, she doesn't want to kill herself. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure, go figure. Um, so in the beginning of the game, uh, like the first time that you experience like shadows, like the enemies, um, Yukari is in charge of like, like protecting you and some shadows attack the dorm that you're living in. And so like right. the two, like more senior members of the, of C's, um, which by the way, stands for the, uh, uh, special extracurricular execution squad fucking fire. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm going to start um, a C's club at my school. That's your school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that'll go over great. But yeah, so, so yeah. basically the two older members are like, okay, we're going to take care of the shadow. Don't worry about it. And then they're like, you you go take, you know, the new guy, um, and get him safe. Turns out there's two shadows. And so we get jumped by the second shadow. Yukari doesn't have the fucking chutzpah to pull the trigger, gets knocked back by the shadow, and the gun falls on the ground. And your character, without any knowledge of what this is, with no no understanding of why she has this, what she was doing, picks it up, fucking shoots himself in the head, which is the most relatable thing that a, that a person could do in this situation. Horrifying atrocity monster. Like, you know what? Let's just end it right now instead of being stabbed 100,000 times in the chest. What do you think about that? Um, I'll say this. Um, one of the party members is a dog. And I want to play this game right now. I want to play right now. I know what you're wondering. Is he annoying like Teddy was the Uh the bear in Persona 4? Yeah. Is he kind of overbearing like Morgana was in Persona 5? Yeah. Uh, No, he's just a fucking dog. Oh, (laughs) does, does the dog shoot himself? 
So they make a special evoker collar for him. It doesn't. It's not like a gun, uh, but it's just like a little collar that means he can summon a persona. Oh, I thought they were gonna just make him eat chocolate or something like that. Like that was <laughs> just like, hey, eat this grape, singular grape. <laughs> fucking. Um, yeah, no, like it's weird. It's weird, but it's they're just like like it, I love that this game. Again, no like no context. Just like oh, a dog's in it now. Yeah, yeah, we're good. And you like like like. You, the dog's just around, just understands what you're saying. Can't talk. I'm, What's I'm that like? So invested. Yeah, must be must be wild for you. Yeah, huh? crazy to have a dog listen to you. Yeah, just be around all the time. <laughs> um, he's got some good skills, by the way. The dog. Oh, okay. De- decent party addition. Uses a lot of SP though, so I don't keep him around all the time. Makes he's usually, sense. He starts with me, and then we switch people out. Hmm. But um, Persona Three, good video game. And the original, like, like I'll say this: if you have a, um, a lot of patience. stomach, f- stomach for older games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would give it a shot if you're interested too. Um, it's got that thing though that like a, a lot of old, a lot of newer games have sort of like turned away from, which is just like sometimes a boss will go, "Fuck you, I win." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing you could do to possibly like uh, uh, avoid that, or. Um, there's a lot of uh, in Persona, like the dark and light attacks. You can either do um, like environment, like uh, uh, elemental damage with dark and light, or they both have their own discrete insta kill attacks, where it's like a low chance to just instantly kill a single enemy or like all the enemies on the field. Um, I think enemies should be banned from having that and doing that on you. Cause like if 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 the main character dies, so like if your character dies, it's just a game over. Whereas like the other characters can be like revived. That's how it is in like Persona Five and stuff too. Um, but it's just like, hey, don't give me an, a, a a low chance of just instantly game over. Like there's nothing I can do about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all good. Um, it's interesting to play, and I will have a video about that in two weeks. Can't wait. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you said you haven't been playing much. No, I really haven't had super, super much time to play much of anything, but I have on my calendar circled on Sunday when I'm going to have a free day. Baldur's Gate, I'm going to come back to you, buddy. Oh, see, that's the thing. I, like, I've been missing Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like that, like, because my plan is now, I'm going to play a bunch of Persona 3, the original, for work. I'm going to then finish Persona 3, the new one. And then... Throughout the year, I'm going to try and finish Baldur's Gate 3. That's going to be my kind of in-between game. It's just like I just have to sprint through so much big shit right now because then also Final Fantasy will come out and whatever. But like, yeah, I I honestly think like Final Fantasy is going to be probably like the first thing I really dive into this year. Um, It's just like right now it's been crazy with everything going on. Um, But I've still been playing um, Last War if we're going to talk about it. Um, which oh, is that, that the, the mobile game? Yeah, it's that game that's not a game, but it's actually a game. Yeah. Um, I'm to the point now where I need to pay money to progress, it seems. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, I know. That's how it's they like, get you. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I haven't paid a cent on this yet, but it's like the, the attrition that I'm at right now. Like, I, I have to, like like just grind out every day by clicking my my consumables in order to make sure I can like beat this like level and I don't think I can I don't think I can do it I do have this thing and I wonder about if you experience this too where I'm like I'm an adult I have money yeah I'll pay for that (laughs) um Um, 
I don't I don't do that all the time, but like I, I've got like blackjack on my phone and sometimes I'll I'll be sort of like running low on, on chips and I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. I'm like, no, what the fuck? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean I can't do that because the problem is you pay money. If I spend a hundred dollars on this game, yeah. in about a day, I would have it's, hit, it's, it will never be enough. Right. I will have hit that point again. Um and I, I am fortunately emotionally mature enough to not do this to myself and like pay that kind of money or fiscally responsible mature um but um i can see how easy it would be for people to not be that mature yeah spend all the money on this shitty game it's also to me a little bit like i don't know i put money into Fortnite sometimes you know what i mean where i'm like like i I will spend money on on stupid in-game stuff um so so i know i never i try at least to not judge myself if I am interested in putting money into a free game. Cause like I, I do get enjoyment out of thing, uh, out of free games sometimes. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do because I think a game like Fortnite does not predator. Like it, you could still play the game if you want. Yes. It, it's not like pay to win. It's not designed to do that. And I think when games are paid to win, primarily they're doing that because they know that people are going to get addicted to a point where they want to play it. I think that is a predatory practice that I think is yes. a problem that if people do pay that um, a game like Fortnite, though, I appreciate that because you are buying cosmetics. So it's like you're collecting toys or collecting stuff that you're going to have that you want to show off to people. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but if I start putting $20 into this game, what is it going to get me? Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Um, uh, something I forgot to mention, too. Sorry if I can just circle back to Persona. Um, that Persona 3 Reload sold a million units in one week. It's Whoa! the fastest selling Atlas game ever made. Um, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, uh, which came out the week before, I think, sold a million units in a single week. It's the fastest selling Yakuza game ever. Um, both of those published by sega so hell yeah hell yeah good, good job sega there um i think i think i think sega is kind of like a bit of a joke to a lot of people because like they just think about like the atrocious failures of sonic and like i think i think really like the failures that that company had in the like xbox 360 playstation 3 generation with stuff like sonic uh uh 06 and like aliens colonial marines and stuff like that but like i i think now it's a, it's a third-party publisher like i think they they do have some some really solid stuff coming out of it but yeah i do think it was like that time period that you're talking about really actually bigger than that from the fail of the dreamcast on yeah um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah they really were kind of struggling to hold it together but like now they've kind of found their found their niche in the in the market and i think they are thriving so good for them yeah yeah uh justin you want to talk about the news let's do it <laughs> 56 minutes into recording, we're talking about the news. Believe it or not, not that much Big happened this week. Big news day, guys. <laughs> Big news everywhere you look. Um, did you hear this game Skull and Bones is coming out this week? That's our first news story, right? No? I no? did. Right after Valentine's Day. Great game to play with your spouse. Squad up. <laughs> Can you imagine how quickly that relationship will end? Yeah. Um, I actually have turned a corner on this, and then we'll talk about the news, I promise. Um on skull and bones you suddenly decided you want to play it no 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 no. i used to be like hey don't play um overcooked with a spouse have i talked about playing overcooked with elena um i thought it didn't go well it went we play it basically in total silence because we are just exclusively communicating the things we need oh it's it's like 
she she mentioned she was like i want to play that game she's like what's that game where you're cooking on a truck and i was like i need more <laughs> i was like i need more um and she's like it's like it's like cute and there's like flames everywhere and i was like overcooked she's like yeah and i was like i was like are you proud of yes. me for getting that from that <laughs> so we played so i got i got overcooked the ultimate edition which is one and two um and then i think there's like dlc stuff in there too but um we played through all of overcooked one like it's so we have we have a great time doing it, but like I think it's a relationship test in that if you actually like get into legit fights over this game, you need to reevaluate your relationship. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's true. Uh, not, not 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 exactly like that, but like I think it's a good way to realize how you communicate. Yes, because I'm getting defensive here because I think okay. Um, I I feel like part of the problem with a game like that is. Like it creates more than just communication left and right. If there are other factors involved with it, like if you're not a huge gamer and you don't really like that oh, kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. like there's frustration with the button prompts to that game. To a thousand with. percent. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do think it is a good test of communication. Yes. Yes. And also, like, like in general, like Elena was like, I'm said to me, she's like, I'm glad you're not the kind of person who would like get fr- like mad at me over this game. And I was like, No, because. We're playing a game to relax and have fun. But what, together. what would be a game that you would get mad at her over? Um, I mean, if she's not, if I'm having to carry an Apex. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't fucking play with me then, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose my my gold uh, platinum uh, competitive membership. I don't know what the fuck that stuff is anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like if, you, if you need me to carry you, then then, yeah, I'm not going to be happy about it. But um. Uh, none, none. <laughs> she was, she, one of her friends, because uh, some of her friends are like into like esports games, uh, so like Valorant and like Overwatch and stuff like that. Uh, and so I was talking to them about Overwatch, and uh, one of their girlfriends was like, Peter, like, do you get mad and do you get like, you like, like scream it and, and like yell when you play games and stuff? And I was like, literally never. <laughs> like, That's... like, never in my life. I lost about an hour and a half of progress in Persona the other night, and I just, went to bed <laughs> like i was i was like well i'm done for tonight um literally never um i'm currently on the illinois high school association website for um for esports and i just oh, want is that a thing to on the high school level it is um the games that they play at least this was in 2021 22 rocket league oh yeah that's a big one nba 2k oh interesting smash bros singles Okay. Smash Bros. Duo. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. And now Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was added and FIFA 23. Can I say those are some, like, what I would say are interesting picks? Yeah. I think Rocket League, dude. That is Rocket a fun. League, th- that makes sense. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a big eSport one. Mario Kart, though? I don't know about that. I don't know about Mario no, Kart. No, no, no. Yeah. Mario. Yeah. No. Super, Super Mario. Do Super people Mario really think he said, do you think, do people, like, are they just making that up for attention to be like, yeah, I think he says Mario. What do you? What? Well, you I think, think I think some people I know say Mario. They also say Myers. Really? Yeah, Myers. They add the S to the end of Meyer. Jules. But like Mario, it's yeah. not a name. Some do they, people, when they when they hear someone say, "I'm hey, I'm Mario," they go, well, "It's Mario. like it's like Car- Caroline, Caroline. Like they're spelled the names, same. Right? They're spelled the same, right? No, they're not. Caroline is C-A-R-O-L-Y-N. Caroline is C-R-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. I know this because you have I a, had a crush on a girl when name. I was in eighth grade named Caroline. Oh, and they called her Caroline one time, and she's like, what the fuck you call me? 
No, this is true. I asked her. I was like, "Is it Caroline or Caroline?" And she went either. And I was like, Sit, "No." What? I was like, there you "No, go. It's, it's not true." And also, it's uh, but I was also like, I was like, "Wait, like, what do you mean either? Like, what? No, like, what? It's do you either. Want like, it's either Caroline." Either. Wow, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some news real quick. Let's do it. Um, Xbox. So la- last week, uh, Xbox. There were rumors about Xbox losing its exclusivity about saying we're going to be publishing Starfield on PS5. We're going to be publishing Gears of War on PS5. Sea of Thieves, Hi-Fi Rush. People were thinking Xbox is going to be completely out of the hardware game right now, uh, which obviously isn't true. Xbox has said we are going to every update everyone via a business podcast on Thursday the 15th. Are we all good to listen to the business podcast? Let's do it. I saw someone say, like, they should put a, an ad for better help at the beginning <laughs> of that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so we don't have any update on that exactly right now. Although, rumor has it that Starfield is not going to be coming to PS5 still. Shock. So, like, it, it seems like no one knows what's going on. I do, did you see all the, the Xbox influencers getting all, all mad about it? No. Um, there's a tweet that has since been deleted that was like, Tim Dog is has pulled out of his support for Xbox. Like, Brackish has also left his support. Zany Peter is unhappy. Like, <laughs> like just like the all hell? these like, like silly, goofy gamertag names being like, they've like lost their support. Tim Dog was the only one that... that it became kind of a meme about Tim Dog is is left or something like that. Tim Dog has um, left the chat. Yeah, it's just it's all over like like rumors. Like nothing like nothing was confirmed at that point, but people are still like pulling their support or whatever. Um which which is is just generally kind of silly. Um Yeah, uh, uh so so we don't know yet what is going to happen with all of this other than we will know on Thursday um when they do the uh, an episode of the official Xbox podcast. Um, where they're, they're going to clarify because let's see here. Who's going to be on there. It's going to be, uh, Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, Matt Booty, um, are all going to be there and, uh, hopefully clarify what the hell is going on here. Um, do you think, do you think Xbox is, is pulling out of the hardware game? No, no. Right. I mean, no. like, 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 no, I, I think that would be kind of silly. Um, I, I think they might be potentially pulling back on their exclusivity stuff. Um, which I think might be a good play for them because their exclusive stuff has never really worked that well for them. Um, I mean, like I, I think of like PlayStation and Nintendo when I think of exclusive games and then the only Xbox game that I really, like, that immediately comes to mind when I think of like Gears iconic of Xbox stuff is Halo. Oh, Gears, I think of too. Sure. But, but, I, but even now, like I would say Gears is more of the, the iconic Xbox thing than Halo is because Halo kind of like, took a back seat. You know what I mean? And gears. We haven't gotten something new for, for a while, but like, um, yeah. So, so I think, I think them, them jumping over might not be a bad idea, you know? And, and they've talked before about wanting to get game pass on, on the switch or on PS five or whatever, but that those, those companies weren't interested, but what do you think? Um, so just real quick here going into, uh, this is an article on video games, Chronicle, um, written by Andy Robinson, our good buddy Andy Robinson, my best friend Andy Robinson. I walked past him at the Game Awards and was I didn't say hi. 
I was too nervous. <laughs> so you're it's so that's where I was like, you look like a like a person who knows people and is going to do something and don't you shouldn't talk to me. That's two degrees of Andy Robinson. So I'm right there. It is. You you saw him. I saw him. So we did. We you saw him once. No, no, you saw him because I, I saw him because you oh, saw him. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Two degrees from you. Yeah, we walked, we literally did one of those things where like there was like not enough space for two people to walk by. So we kind of like did like kind of sidestepped it. That's pretty awesome. It was exciting. A little high five. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer, told employees that Xbox currently has no plans to stop making consoles and that Xbox consoles will continue to be part of its strategy, which involves multiple kinds of devices. Publicly, Microsoft has remained silent on recent reports that it could bring ga- uh, bring its games, including its key exclusive Starfield, to PS5, other than announcing that it will hold a business update sometime next week. So, you know what that tells me? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> okay, 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 good. Um, yeah, like, like part of me feels like like a little, not nervous, but like hesitant to um, even like speculate about this sort of stuff because it's like, I mean, we'll know later this week, you know? And, and for the most part, from what it seems like, as is the case with, with most things like this, it probably is not as extreme as everyone is making it out to be. And, and also like, I don't know. Sometimes companies do weird stuff, but to me, it just doesn't make sense for Microsoft to want to fully pull out of like making hardware, especially because we know uh, that they're not going to be at least at least in 2024, at the very least, this console generation, because we're anticipating that updated Xbox Series X. That's this the circle as opposed to the the square, the box. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Um, I, and that was from them. That was like leaked in information from them for the FTC trial. I, I'm just looking. There's a Forbes article uh, that was written back in 2023 by Paul Tassi talking about Starfield just made Microsoft and Xbox a ton of money. They're talking about how their Q1 of its gaming arm was uh, uh, had $3.9 billion in revenue. Its biggest ever in Starfield is a lot uh, of deserves a lot of that credit. And the reason I bring that up is because it's not like even with a quote unquote average game like Starfield coming out, it's not like that game hurt its sales. Mm-hmm. It was still a, I think, a n- enough of a critical assess, enough of a sales success to not make Microsoft suddenly change everything it's been doing, which. I'm sorry, has been great in terms of like what it's been doing for the gamers from the beginning has been great for us. So why are they suddenly going to change plans where it's suddenly bad for gamers? And if it's really just you're pissed off because we don't have exclusive on Xbox anymore, I'm I'm sorry. If The Last of Us showed up on Xbox, am I going to hate The Last of Us? Am I going to hate Sony? No, but but I I will say that I think that you and I are in a bit of a different position than, than most people. Cause I, I imagine, and I, I don't have any numbers to back this up. Um, so, the, so I, I could be totally wrong about this. I imagine most people do not have both an Xbox and a PlayStation. Would you say that's about right? Uh, yeah. Majority. My students probably don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like to me, if you had to choose, cause they're both like $500, let's say, right. Cause they both are uh, 500 bucks. You have to choose between either getting the Xbox or the PlayStation. And let's say you go for the Xbox. Cause you're like, Oh, game pass and all this stuff. And like, yes, that's an incredible deal, but on place, if, if they end up saying like, okay, we're going to put all of our games on PlayStation, I could see being upset and saying like, like, then why did I buy this Xbox? Other, game Pass is, is great and all, but like, you know, for the most part, a lot of those games that are on there, other than anything that's releasing day one, like 
are on PlayStation and like I could play Titanfall 2 on PlayStation and pay 99 cents for it. You know what I'm saying? But someone else's like Sony getting one of those games does not devalue the purchase of my console. I'm still able oh, oh, to play oh. those games. Sorry. And, and, and yes, because you're right. But I guess what I'm saying is like on Xbox, it's like, OK, well, I can't play Last of Us. I can't play Horizon. I can't play God of War or whatever. You know what I mean? But like. Obviously, there is the 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 easy sell of like, yeah, but on Xbox, you have Game Pass and so you can play Halo or Hi-Fi Rush or whatever the day it comes out for free or not free, but for just the price of subscription, you know. Um, so so I like to me, I do to a certain extent understand why someone might be a little bit upset about this. Not to the extent that anyone is upset about this. I think it's all crazy, but. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I think I think my thing is that. A lot of these people anyway, are they paying money for games? Many of these people are playing these free-to-play games. Yeah, oh, a thousand percent. Like, a still to that percent. point. Um, but, like, I don't know. Come on, people. Just <sighs> is what I got to say about it. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I've been playing a lot of my Xbox lately uh, just because that's where I've been, like, getting codes and stuff like that. And, like, it's, like, a good ecosystem. It I, is. I prefer it. I prefer it to, to the PlayStation 5's, like, homepage and stuff like that yeah, the, um, the playstation 5's store specifically is one of the yeah, most complicated things terrible. to play through it is not fun yeah hard to find uh, stuff it feels like the only stuff that i'm seeing is what sony wants me to see yes a thousand which i guess percent. is technically true with xbox too but it feels more like easy to find the other stuff that i want to find yeah but also i mean like and maybe this isn't true because maybe i haven't tried to do this but like on Xbox, like if you search like the name of a movie in the store, the movie will come up. And I don't think that'll happen. I think you have to go to like the separate like media tab and stuff like that on the PlayStation. I could be wrong about that. But what I'm trying to say is like, like I do think that like it, it, to your point is what I'm trying to say. There are other reasons to own an Xbox other than just having exclusives. Like I, like there are plenty of reasons to to, to have one. But um, I, also to your point truly no information on this <laughs> like literally like like could be could could really go either way about it um but i think i think you're right that like they're not going to pull fully out of hardware no um, no and also i would be surprised if they said everything is coming to playstation day and date everything that is in our backlog that we've released is also going to playstation imagine i meant like if i if i had to guess I, I would say that they probably are doing like game comes out on Xbox first and then a year to a year and a half later it comes out on PlayStation, which I, how could you even be mad about that? Like, I think that's, that's like, if you care about like exclusives in the Xbox brand, like best maybe, case scenario. but yeah, I think, eh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited though, to see what Phil says. And I hope what he says is in the English language. Um, he usually does. So I think, so, I think, I think I'm going to be chances are, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Happy. Comes out pleasantly speaking oh, like, surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comes out speaking fluent French. I knew it. <laughs> what, lang- what language do you think Phil Spencer kind of has in the back pocket that he learned uh, in college? Probably Latin. He looks like a guy who took Latin. I was going to say German for whatever reason. He seems oh, like I mean, a, I could feel a, that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but he's he took a dead language. Like Xbox is about to die when they give up all their ah, exclusives. Yeah, <laughs> Fanboy, yeah. suck it, suck it. The only thing I really wish Xbox would do is make a controller with uh, adaptive triggers. Yeah, they could do that. Uh, um, 
Do they not? No. Oh. No. Not like like adaptive triggers and like the way that like the PS5 has the like. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The, you know the, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I that, love whenever a, whenever I draw a bow, I love to really just break my finger pushing back. down yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's the only that's the only feature that I have found that I've been like every time I do it, I'm like, yeah, feels nice. Um, feels nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's an extra level of something. No one's really done much with it other than Astrobot Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. But like, uh, when, good, when they do stuff, a good trio I'm, I'm right there. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good games. I like them all. Uh, last thing here in the news is Disney um, announced a collaboration slash business deal with Epic Games. Disney is investing $1.5 billion to acquire an equity stake in Epic Games. Um, here is a bit of the uh, press release from Disney. Uh, it says this. In addition to being a world-class games uh, experience and interoperating with Fortnite, the new Persistent Universe will offer a multitude of opportunities for consumers to play, watch, shop, and engage with content, characters, and stories from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and more. Players, gamers, and fans will be able to create their own stories and experiences, express their fandom in a distinctly Disney way, and share content with each other in ways that they love. This will all be powered by Unreal Engine. So, it seems, uh, yeah, okay, and then they also say here, too, that um, the, the meat of this is that they're going to collaborate on all new games and, and, and on an all new games and entertainment universe that will further expand the reach of beloved Disney stories and experiences. So unclear if that means like new games or if it's going to be like, there's going to be a Disney section in Fortnite, or if it's going to be Epic games makes a Disney version of Fortnite for Disney fans. You know what I mean? But um, what do you, what are your general thoughts on this? Justin Makovich go. Um, okay. Uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, all right. Yeah, sure. Uh, 1.5 is a billion is a lot of money, right? It's a lot of money. It's a, it's a pretty big investment. Um, I feel like the best way to make good games for like an IP like Disney is not just like hunkering down with one particular place. Agreed. I think it's you find a studio to make a game that wants to make one of your games and you partner Agreed. with them. So I get a little worried about this, the the fact that it's basically like Disney, like, we want to get into games. We'll give you $1.5 billion for part of your company. Do you want to do stuff with us? And Epic's like, I see $1.5 billion and nothing else. Let's do it. Yep. Um, but I think your call about it being something along the lines of like the Lego stuff in Fortnite, it's going to be a different uh, attraction to it. Um, it. Maybe that's the case. And if that's the case, I don't know what that looks like. But uh, I, I guess it's a different way to expand the offerings that you get when playing Fortnite. Um, and I think that could be an interesting project. But we've all seen things fail like uh, not uh, the Disney Infinity stuff. That didn't work. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really have faith that this is going to be what people are, are clamoring for. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. And I think what you said about, like, it, why don't you find a studio that's passionate about a project and then make a game off that? Like, I think about, like, like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor are, like, the two best Star Wars games maybe ever made. Like, I think maybe. Um, because you can tell that, like, Respawn is into it. 
you know what I mean? I had like ideas and, and, and stuff like that uh, and like created excellent games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that, that I think uh, like aren't, weren't just a flash in the pan. Like I think people revisit those and say like, this is good star Wars video games. You know what I mean? These are good Star Wars games. Uh, Marvel's yeah. Spider-Man, same thing, right? Like yeah, Insomniac exactly. making yes. that is like something that they legitimately wanted to make a Spider-Man game. It wasn't like, okay, Sony, we're going to pick a next company up here. Uh, we're going to, who's going to do this here? Uh, so, uh, we're going to make uh, toys for Bob. Well, it, what you're saying too is like, um, um, you can, I feel like you can tell when like the IP is viewed as a product, right? And then you get Avengers, the game. You know what I mean? Which, like, I know that you are a fan of the single player, but, like, like not, like, correct me if I'm wrong, it was not a game that, like, really felt, like, made with, like, like love for the IP. Absolutely not. It felt, it felt like, let's get these characters together, um, try to tell an okay story, but really we're just going to introduce live service elements for this game that we want to be the next Destiny. Yeah, because they saw, like, oh, Avengers is huge right now, so money, money yeah. signs, right? Yep. So, like, so, yeah, so exactly what you're saying about just, like, why not just find studios that want to make your games and then you can make those games. And then also you can play to the strengths of the studios, right? Like, okay, who wants to make a shooter? You know, their respawn makes apex legends and Titanfall. They, they can work on that star Wars, a uh, first person shooter that, that I think they've announced or maybe it's rumored. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Come on. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what this is. I mean, as they said, it's a multi-year project. Um, so, yeah maybe this is them just getting their foot into that door if something should happen because you would hate, I mean, out of all the companies to make a 1.5 billion investment and not feel it, Disney would be that company to make that kind yes. of big investment. So maybe they're just getting their foot in the door, seeing what happens and maybe it'll pan out to something or maybe it'll just be a way to get um, uh, Elsa uh, shooting Tarzan in Fortnite, which maybe you can do already. That sounds like something that's doable. Maybe... I mean, no. Well, there's a lot of shit in that game. You can shoot a lot of things in that game with a lot of different characters. You can be the weekend. <laughs> He's in the store all the time. That's <laughs> true. It's simply, simply true. Yeah. Um, something interesting. Uh, uh, I guess a question I have for you is when you hear like Disney like this. It, so I guess like in terms of like a Disney crossover, do, does a Disney crossover appeal to, to you? Disney crossover game. What what if Disney crossed over with like Final Fantasy? That might be something that piques my interest. Yeah, and then what if they made it like really hard to understand and follow? Yeah, like maybe the first game you kind of could follow, but by the time we got to the end, I'm like, I'm sure they'll explain in the sequel, and then you get to the sequel, and you're like, the fuck happened? Who are these characters? I thought yeah, it was yeah, yeah, Sora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Never played a single Kingdom Hearts game, but the title Dream Drop Distance is so good. Yeah. Um, but no, like to me, like I, like I'm looking at this image that's on the the uh, the like blog post for this. Are you are you seeing this as well? Yeah, it's like the Disney Park it, thing. Yeah, it's like like three different Disney parks all connected by like little roads and stuff. And like the idea of like having like Star Wars characters hanging out with the Toy Story crew, hanging out with Anna and Elsa, hanging out with Meet the Robinsons. Like <laughs> it's a poll for you um wreck it ralph <laughs> like like to me that does nothing because like the reason why i like star wars is not just because they're like 
It's not like I like the these Star Wars stories that are told. You know what I mean? I don't like yeah. them just because they're there and because they look like the Star Wars characters. And so, like, to me, the only sort of like big crossover stuff that I think really works is like the princess stuff, because those characters have similar stories and like have stuff that they could relate to each other with. You know what I mean? So like I'd play a crossover game like that, maybe if it was good. Um, but like, like a, a any other like crossover that is like all of the different like Disney brands, I'm just like not interested in, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't need that again. If you do need that to me, you got Kingdom Hearts. And all that yeah. coherent. Or, or Disney uh, uh, Dreamlight Valley. Like, uh, I know people really like that. Uh, Disneyland Adventure for the Xbox 360 Connect on Game Pass. My wife on loves Game it. Pass. My wife on Game fucking Pass. loves it. Do, can you still play it? Yeah. Do you have a Connect set up? No, no. Everything just becomes a lot like more dumb because you're just doing it with your joysticks. Oh, really? Yeah. Does that completely take all of the joy out of it? No, her goal is 100% it. Some things, okay, some things sure. almost broke her. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. bet that game is is difficult to hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, not impossible. No. And she's making her way through it, but she kind of got replaced Power Wash Simulator with that game. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, what Disney character would you most? What two Disney characters would you want to see both in a room together? Um, I have an answer. Go. You, you tell me your answer. Mike Wazowski and Django Fett. That's pretty cool because I guess there I are th- a lot. Yeah, I think I think Django Fett would, um, <laughs> would put handcuffs on Mike Wazowski and put him in the 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 brig of his ship or whatever it is. <laughs> Just take him away. <laughs> Freeze um, him in carbonite. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know if yeah. there's like a Disney character I care about, but like, what would happen if, um, we had. Mr. Incredible next yep. to the Hulk. Okay, sure. There's got there he would there would be like a line. The Hulk runs away, and Mr. Incredible kind of says to himself, "Like, I gotta work out more. Yeah, like I, gotta, yeah, I gotta do yeah, more than that." Yeah. Um, Incredible. Will uh, was his name? Uh, William T. Nelson impression. Oh, is that his name? William T. N- William. I believe so. Yeah, you did it. You did a pretty solid little impression there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate um, that. The Incredibles. Uh, okay. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, excuse Craig me. Craig T. Nelson. Was um, that really Samuel Jackson as Frozone? Yeah, what if it's... what I, You know what? This That's what we want. We want Frozone meeting Nick Fury. Oh, okay. 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 And then Nick Fury's like, I prepared for this moment my whole life. And then is Samuel Jackson in Star Wars? Meeting Mace Windu. <gasps> and they're doing the, the Spider-Man thing. They're all looking yeah, at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, like yeah. pointing. A thousand percent. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a world-class act. Yeah. Uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is. Samuel um, J. Justin, I, I'm going to be honest. I think that wraps it up for us. I think we've kind wrapped of a light it up. New- Kind of a light news week. We talked about our favorite Disney crossover, something that neither of us were prepared for. Um, We're all that interested in, uh, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, like, like, to me, like, uh, this Disney news, I think, is important. But I just, like, like, I don't know. I, I feel nothing. You know what I mean? When, like when it comes to like like these big sort of Disney things, I like individual Disney stuff, right? Like so, like we said, if you announced, hey, we're doing a new another Star Wars Jedi Survivor sequel. 
great. I'm excited. I'll play it when it comes out. I bet the sword fighting is going to be so good. I bet they're going to come up with all sorts of new stances for me to enjoy and, and have fun with, right? That gets me to feel something. But just hearing like two mega corporations are going to like collaborate to make a, a product that I'm just not going to be interested in. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like Epic's making a new Mickey Mouse game. Okay. Sh- okay. Fine. What, like what? Like what? Like, what is that going to be? It's going to be Steamboat Willie, and he's evil now. Though. Now, if you say Nintendo is making a Mickey Mouse game, I might be like, uh, yeah, kind of have my attention, guys. What's going Disney, on with that? Illusion Island, pretty good. Is That's that the, the Metroidvania? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah pretty you good. Would, you'd know. I would. I played it. Yeah, several <laughs> several hours of it. Yeah, um, it's enjoyable. It's one of those things that that's like nice to not like. Do you ever play a game and you're like, oh, it's nice to not like kill something. Yeah, like like sometimes you just like need a break from just like constantly murdering things. Yeah, you just gotta just gotta love love each other. It's Valentine's Day soon. Remember that. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Helldivers two on the TV with the PlayStation Five, and then in the lap in for the loading screens, I'm playing Disney Illusion Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between kills, you just got to make sure that the yeah, you know, just you're, for the most insane tonal whiplash. But uh, <laughs> Justin, I think I think this is the end of the show. We're now now the crossover is between Helldivers two and Disney. I mean, uh, which, which, hey, hey. Uh, imagine yeah, like killing something. Donald Duck as a, as your Helldiver. It's the it's the Duck Clans. You get Scrooge wow, McDuck. Wow, wow. <laughs> Is Scrooge McDuck? Is that Disney? Is the is the McDuckins? I, What's that called? I think called? so. I, yeah. I mean, well, how how many how many character duck characters duck without tails. pants are there? Um, Daffy Duck doesn't wear pants, but he doesn't really wear shirts either. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, although I always kind of thought he had a choker on. I'm not kidding. You know, you know what I'm talking about. He's got like that, like it's the just collar. like a duck thing. Yeah, but it's, it's like I thought oh, it was a collar, but it's, it's not a collar. I don't think so. Is it? Daffy Duck collar. No, not coloring page. No, no, no. He's got like that white sort of like thing. Um, It's a type of duck, I guess. Quora.com. Why does yeah. Daffy Duck have that white thing around his neck? <laughs> Best <laughs> answer. Have that white thing around his neck. He was initially designed for a black and white cartoon. Many types of wild ducks have rings or markings on their necks or heads with different color than their bodies to suggest some sort of variation. He was given a white brand on his black neck. A lot of other detail would be difficult to animate, so it was easy enough to keep the ring on the same anatomical location without it jumping or shimmering. Hmm. And now, and this is this is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening to our episode number 180 of Hitbox, the only gaming news podcast on the internet. Um, if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash hitboxpod, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noel, like Dave Parker, like GKS, like Josh Durham. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers are getting an additional 30 minute bonus episode. Justin, I cannot wait to hear what you think about Attack on Titan, the entirety of it, uh, to talk spoilers with you. It's been killing me, no, not knowing how you feel about it. Mm. Um, but you did say something to me, and I'll share this with it with for free. For the non-deluxe podcast producers, you said something to me that I've been actually thinking about a lot all week, and it is something that I, that truly profound. Where you said, "Like I've been trying to not," what did you say? Let me let me find it exactly how you said it, Justin. Um, you said, "I'm learning to not criticize a story for not telling it the way I would have. I'm learning to critique the choices that were made." 
I think that's actually a really, really good piece of advice um, when it comes to talking about stories and stuff. So I'm interested to hear your critiques for the story that they did tell. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few. I got uh, some uh, things to say. I got Titan. some things to say. Yes, but if you're not interested in that, that's all good. You can support us by following us on Twitter at HitboxPod, rating this episode in your podcast player of choice, and um, giving us a review on whatever platform that is. Am I missing anything, Justin? No, you did a fantastic job, as always, Peter. No, Justin, you did a fantastic job. Um, We'll catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. That's all, folks. It's pretty good, Justin. Is a Daffy Duck pretty I good. There, bye. Bye. That's my porky pig. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs>